0: spread number love all over the globe it's the vibe show podcast with your boy Kano the Don the vibe king and today we have a super special guest joining us on the show today I'm talking about this this one right here is really really special to me I'm talking about when you talk about legends you got to bring this man name up when you talk about setting trends you gotta bring this man' name up, man. When you talk about overall great human being, man, who really, really pushed the culture forward, you have to mention this man's name. I'm talking about the one and only, Christopher Martin. Christopher Play Martin.
1: Uh, for a minute there, I I, I was anticipating to hear who you were introducing. I'm like, well, I can't wait to hear this
0: one. No, 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 no. Hey, man, look, we're not gonna we're not gonna downplay this now.
1: That's my nature, dude. Been safe. <laughs> they say it's a much shorter fall when you're already on bended knee humbly, so believe me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It's the better but place to be. How
1: are you and your listeners doing today?
0: Man, doing fabulous, man. I, I want to, before we even get started, I want to just really, really thank you um, for me and my team for actually taking time out of your busy schedule to actually um, do this interview for us, man. And Because I know you're a real busy person. You got a lot going on right now touring the whole nine you just got a lot going on and to to do this interview really really means a lot and i just want you to know that
1: well i really appreciate that but i also believe it's hard to hit a moving target so we keep it moving but uh yeah no i appreciate this uh actually right now kid and i were on a, a break that's about to come to an end before we're back out again but in the meantime i've been working on some other stuff that's i'm very passionate and, and dear to my heart but it's always good to uh to be able to connect to the uh, the people that help uh, make it happen, so I appreciate your position in this community we call entertainment and info infotainment and all that good stuff. But uh, thank you for inviting me to your house party.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, man. Speaking of house party, man, you know your 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 resume, man. All of your your accomplishments and everything that you accomplished, um, it's 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 long. And um, you know, sixty minutes or however much time it is, it's just, it's not enough to actually cover it all. And I want to try to get as much in as we can. Um, this this away. this right here was um, very very anticipated. You know, when I actually launched the promo and everything, my emails um, were actually going crazy because you guys, you know, are are so loved on so many different levels and so appreciated on so many different levels um for everything that, that you guys have done for the culture. And and me for one growing up in that era, um, it, it really, really like to actually interview somebody that you actually idolize, man, and look up to and, and, and really just appreciate as a person really means a lot, man. So this 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 is big for me. This person appreciate
1: that. Thank you. It's humbling, but thank you.
0: So, um, you, you actually from Jamaica, Queens.
1: No, um, actually from what, the, what, what the area is called East Elmhurst, Corona, Queens. Um, I'm from, uh, matter of fact, for those who just want to get to it quickly on the map, just think LaGuardia airport, because I used to actually work at LaGuardia airport and actually LaGuardia airport and Shea stadium, um, was pretty much in walking distance, but, uh, and, the area in which Kid and I hail—I uh, was—I've um, been there longer than Kid was actually there. He's actually from the Bronx, but uh, where we were at, you know, also gave birth to um, Eric B. of Eric B. and Rakim, um, uh, Kwame. uh Ron Lawrence, who was one of the original bad boy hitmen who did uh, Biggie's uh, Notorious and a whole other bunch of hits with LL and Faith Evans and all of them, and. Then it even goes back further than that. Um, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, Malcolm X—that's uh, where the bombing of his home took place. Uh, Dory Miller, uh, a lot of a lot of wealth from that area, and and also drew a lot of people hung out there on the regular, like Salt and Pepper and Dana Dane and all of them. But um, I know I'm probably leaving out some others, but for the most part, that's all. Uh, also, Cool G Rap and Polo
0: as well. Right. You know? So yeah man you're naming you're naming so many heavy hitters and people who kind of you know really paved the way like man like that was an organic moment and i think it was a great space in hip-hop um at that time
1: yeah it was and it will truly be held in our memory as such whenever all of us have the chance to get together we do a lot of reminiscing and remember when and a lot of laughing so much to the point where there's tears and eyes and i'm sorry i'm forgetting others even herbie lovebug who was responsible for the tracks given to uh salt and pepper kid and play sweet tea dana dane and um you know the list goes on so yeah and even a lot of um you know uh famous athletes and stuff as well that help was a foundation for what a lot um, celebrate today so yeah it was a very 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 special time very very rich very priceless history
0: yeah. absolutely and legacies man i i totally agree with you um on that you've seen um several decades and you've actually seen um the entertainment business change several times um i want to i want to i want to talk about the the your stage name play mm. um I think that it it really you really really embodied it, it all and I want to know like how how did you come up with um play what made you go with that
1: Play is short for a, a, a nickname I had prior to the shortening of it it's short for playboy um what happened was it's just coming up in a in a particular season in my life where um came a very... well it's interesting I, I prior to that I had always craved for what we call street cred or to have that popularity. And in such identity was very, very important. And all of the people that I admired and the communities in the, in the, in the streets admired was someone who had a slick nickname. So that was something I wanted really, really bad and went through different names and stuff to finally land with what we know today. But, um, I'm a self taught artist, and I used to paint people's names and images on their jeans back in the days. Wow. So, to make a long story short, my signature to know that I did those jeans was a Playboy bunny with a tilted ear. The normal Playboy bunny and Playboy has two erected ears, but I would tilt the ears, one of the ears, on mine. So, a lot of people knew that that was me. But when I, the first name I had was Mr. C. And then when I was doing that bunny, people started going, well, when I started getting into rapping and stuff, it was Playboy Mr. C. And then I just dropped the Mr. C because my name is Christopher. I dropped the Mr. C. It just was Playboy for a long time. And I used to be with a group called the super lovers where it was herbie Lovebug, another rapper and best friend by the name of romeo another rapper and good friend by the name of prince charm and then it was me playboy so our theme with our group was we were legendary lovers and we're going to do you better than any other man, man because <laughs> of our legendary status right so as time went by kid was in another group that were really good friends with our group because matter of fact one of the members in his group was the brother of Romeo in our group. So we were always close with some real real competitiveness, but it was friendly competitiveness, like an iron sharpens iron type thing. And when the two groups eventually dissolved over life and responsibilities and time to move out of our parents' home and stuff, the two left standing was... Kid Coolout—that was Kid's full name. As Kid Coolout, my full name was Playboy. Right. But when you become close with someone, like my name is Christopher. Over the, when you become close with them, you shorten the name, so everybody calls you Chris.
0: Right. Which I don't right. like
1: anymore. I prefer Christopher now as I'm older. But those who are really close friends of mine, they would just call me Play for short. So when Kid and I came together, they were called Kid prior to that, Kid for short. So when he and I came together, our first group was called Fresh Force. So we had some pretty good try uh, state hits with that. But when it was time to become uh, to get with a new label, join forces with Herbie Lovebug, we decided, hey, why don't we deal with our names? And that's how Kid and Play came about.
0: Genius, man, and 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 that all came organically.
1: Yes, definitely, yeah. I mean, it was just like who, you know, who we were. Like, you know, I noticed there's a season around when rappers just started using their real names. But, you know, the same thing with us. It's just we had nicknames because of that era, nicknames was, was big, you know, to have a name. So it wasn't like, you know, of course, we get into the whole Grandmaster Flash and Melly Mel and all of that stuff. But, you know, my name, because of my artistic uh,
0: origins, you know, it was it was play. Right.
1: And it just so happened and behind the scenes, there was a season where I ended up with like three to four of the most popular sought after girls in the neighborhood. And (laughs) somehow I ended up, you know, being associated with them at this all at the same time. So it kind of even brought more fuel to that, to that name.
0: Right. Like, you know, I I can, you know, I, I, and, and I can see that because the thing that I, the thing that I really liked about you guys it just seemed like you guys were basically just being yourself and it was effortless because being, you I mean, it doesn't take a lot of effort to be who you are as a person. And I think that, you know, throughout you guys' career and still to this day, you guys have always remained who you were, even, you know, when you guys were at, at the height of everything, you guys still remained those people.
1: Well, to the best of our ability, I mean, the entertainment business, especially the heights that you climb, can be very seductive. And there are some pictures and some moments and television interviews and things that, you know, Kid and I can actually pick out where, okay, I was going through that. It was almost like what Eddie Murphy Eddie Murphy describes when he kind of cringes when he looks at Raw. He said, what the heck was I, Is he either Raw or Delirious, what was I thinking to be wearing a leather glove with a ring on top of it? You know what I'm saying? It's like you go through these phases where... Yeah. Yeah. I know we used to clown kid because there's a cup There's a season where we're doing interviews on BET and a couple of other high-profile shows, and kids got on way for sunglasses, and there's yeah. some sun inside the building, so <laughs> it's like, dude, what's up with the glasses? You know, and even me, you know, I can admit there was times where you know you're feeling yourself, you know, but after a while. If you know, through God's grace and mercy, you you come to yourself and you and you begin there. But yes, what always resonated with I don't like calling uh, fans fans. I, I I prefer the name friends. But with friends or audiences, what resonated was the authenticity and the realism of the relationship between he and I. Because I think Pete it resonated and was relatable and um. Was able to what's that word for it to be uh, live vicariously through us because. I can't tell you how many times people approach us individually or collectively, like, yo, back in the days, you know, my best friend was so and so and they used to call us kid and play and you know, they <laughs> we were just relatable in that so same thing with salt and pepper. Right. You know, girls come up to them, yo, the relationship y'all have always reminded me of my girlfriend back and you know, all that kind of stuff. So we right. were that, maybe the poster boys or poster people for friendship, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's what worked and to be put in music videos or the verbal description in rap records or in uh, movies that the situations was very identifiable for so many people watching it. I'll never forget the brilliance of Reggie Hudlin who directed um, House Party. Uh, him and his brother mm-hmm. directed, and produced it, Warrington and Reggie Hudlin. Mm-hmm. They, if you watch House Party and after you watched it I challenge you to say where did that movie take place at? Where did the story take place at? You can't because it was never said on purpose because they wanted subliminally or consciously for people not, like if you would have said it was in Detroit, you might cause a little bit of division or a little bit of separation because Got someone you. else in a different city goes, Well,
0: we didn't do it I'm like that. Do it. But we made it so
1: universal by not making, not saying where it took place. Anybody can embrace it and adopt it as their own psychologically
0: yeah just... yeah you know what that makes a lot of sense too because you know everybody and I gonna speak for myself when when I watched the movie I felt like it was the it was my neighborhood I felt like and, and what was so crazy about it was that I think that the timing for those movies when they dropped that that's what was going on. Everybody oh, was throwing so. house parties.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the that's the that's the ingredient to any hit record, any hit movie or whatever. When it's relatable, when it's something like you know, it may be sad to say, we may never see that type of climate and era in life again. Facts. Because you know a house party, you know. Unfortunately, I think when someone tries it now, it, it turns into something tragic. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. But you're right. It it, it captured. It was a, it's something you could put in a time capsule and 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 it and it speaks on a certain era. And the same thing, like when I speak and do lectures and stuff in schools, like the reason why one of the ingredients why Mary J. Blige is so successful is because she taps on subject matters that most women unfortunately or fortunately can identify with and she speaks for them she sings for them so that's what hit records do that's what hit movies do uh the ones that deal with subject matters that um is art imitating life
0: so right to speak. and you know i want to give a shout out to to the writers um on that on the on those movies because i think that um it, it, you know it's definitely something special they were something special because Every element of the movie embodied everything that everybody could relate to from parenting, from, you know, the little antics that we get into, you know, in in school and, you know, um, the, 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 you know, the tough guys at school and and the cool guys at school. It was just so relatable from style to, to the way that you guys spoke, the way you act, moved, just everything. Right. It's just dope, man. Like. Now, I want to, I, um, I, I got to ask you this too. Now, Martin is your last name. Mm-hmm. And i uh done a little research and I wanted to ask, I didn't know how factual this was. But being that I have, um, have you on, I want to ask you, are you and Martin cousins?
1: Let me finally answer that with a question. Why would anyone think that?
0: <laughs> you know when i seen it i was like i never heard this before
1: no i think and the reason why i asked that is because well, in answer to your question no we're not just great friends uh uh but in, in regards to i think the fact that his first name is martin and maybe my last name is martin there's a subliminal connection there right but no we're we're not related not not Um, directly, you know, of course all of us have the same mother and father going back to the garden, Right. but um, no, we're not related in that sense that was one of the things unfortunately Wikipedia, I believe I think it stemmed from there how people can put in information there and it can be the most outlandish
0: it can just be untruth that's there and people take it to the bank, you know but no, that's
1: my brother but not in that sense, you know
0: with um with creating with with creating um the house party brand at that at that time and moment, because like you know you come from you come from a tough environment, you know you come from a hustle era um you've had your share of street activity um and you hung around um a lot of predominant street guys man who really got it in um did you foresee? yourself because i'm pretty sure you always had a vision because you know you embodied everything that that you that you've done thus far and that's just not by coincidence so you had to have had a vision that was bigger than the actual neighborhood or the hood or whatever people call it did you foresee um it you doing film and 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 dropping these classic albums did you foresee that
1: never did never once not that not that brilliant, not that hopeful um I come from an era where our um success stories was the street the ghetto the ghetto the, the, the ghetto stars um my heroes in a very warped young undeveloped mind um uh, position was um fat cat uh, right it, it reigned uh Jamaica, Queens, and, and then some, your Alpos, your, um, I mean, I could go on with so many names that, and and I could also say, well, I'll speak for myself. Um, those were the ones I aspired to be, not to mention that my father was a very successful urban pharmaceutical engineer. I'll put it that way.
0: I like um, that. <laughs> that's
1: all that was around me. And as when, like I say, I, I lecture and speak, I share with people that when I went to school, the, they had these things called assemblies on, I think, once a month on Wednesdays where you had to wear dark pants, either black or usually black or navy blue plant, 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 pants with um, a white button-up shirt. Special visitor was going to come to the school and that visitor would normally be a fireman or a president of a bank or a company or whatever and they would come and talk to you about how they became successful and normally they were white and um, for me, it wasn't relatable because they're describing things in their home. They're describing their environment and all the good things they did. That wasn't a part of my life. They didn't talk about the, the type of home that I came from. No indictment against my family, but right. my mother and father were the best parents and they did the best with what they did the best they could with what they had to work with, but it wasn't always comfortable. It wasn't always easy, but they made Christmas is great. birthdays great all of that. Best parents ever. But they weren't these visitors who came to the school. So mixed with seeing my father being the, the street cat that he was that inevitably, inevitably um, robbed a bank and made the front page of the newspapers in New York and all of that stuff, that was my first introduction of celebrity. But prior to that, I'm going to the movies, I'm seeing these black exploitation films, I'm seeing these cats eyed married in the streets because they had the jewelry and the cars and the women and all of that I'm seeing my father I'm seeing all that so, so what's being I'm being brainwashed is the image of the optics of this is what success is for me and others alike no rap records, none of the stuff we have today. Those were the street heroes in a warped way, and that's what I aspired to be. Fast forward to the movies, that's the, the swagger and the style that I brought to my characters growing up in that environment. Mm-hmm. Prior to all of that, I did do some things in the streets I weren't proud of. I was a stick-up kid for a while. I, I, did, I, I endeavored in some things, and there before the grace of God go I, because there's like three things to come to mind that I would not be on the phone with you now I'd either be doing life in prison or I'd be dead wow. you know I'd be one of those statistics so with that kind of behavior that kind of mindset heck no I knew nothing about what was to come and as I speak and testify to people is God used hip hop to save my life because when hip hop entered into my world then I, was, I got introduced to some things I didn't know that I could do. I first, was thinking I'd be a DJ. Eh, kind of not so good with that. Okay, with the breakdancing being the life of the party, the people I hung out with, when we entered the room, we took the air out of the room. And then, to make a long story short, which is too late, it evolved into um, me having some skills on the microphone. And with that, as that grew, evolved and more notoriety came. I'm getting introduced to other parts of New York. I'm getting introduced to social events because of this gift. Where I'm, I'll never forget the first time I went. It was either 1018 Club, 1018, or the Roxy, and that was where Africa Bambaataa and the Zulu Nation used to spin and be at. And what blew my mind was when I went there and and saw this this club is the first time i saw people that look like myself which would eventually be called hip-hop culture hip-hoppers dancing with women and men that look like they just came from work off of madison avenue right white people in their suits or you know gucci blouses and dresses and all that stuff whatever was uh, uh what do you call it um Uh, Vanderbilt and stuff like that and that was an eye-opener it's like wow I didn't know how to articulate at the time I just knew this was something different and it was a sublim it was a a sub what do you call it it was an abstract way of seeing and getting introduced to this this life outside of what I thought it was fast forward what I already explained with the name and kid and I coming together we're introduced to more and you know the rest is pretty much history, but in answer to your question, no, I had absolutely no idea and then when we started hip hop, what would eventually be called hip hip-hop started getting serious in our lives. The only thing if you wanted to call it, my goal was was to make a 12 inch uh, or what they called a um, yeah 12 inch um, record
0: right right
1: so okay that that that's the cap. To make the record but who knew with technology if you want to call it that you know records become music videos music videos bring you before people who now is hip-hop can do movies you know and all of that so no I wasn't smart enough saw that much hope for myself to ever think any of this was gonna happen you know so
0: man that's that's just amazing like that's 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 amazing and I'm still sitting here I'm sitting here in awe because like These movies like I have all I have the whole collection and and every time I watch the movie, I always watching it again and again and again. I always catch something new and it's always still fresh to me, you know, because like I think in a way that we um, we subconsciously miss the good times and we you know we missed the less drama and 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 you know it was more unity more people hanging out together and and i think that um you guys whole career embodied nothing but that you guys didn't have a problem with working with other artists you guys didn't have a problem with um you know having an all-star cast um of people i think that i don't think that it was it was any egos and this is just my um My perspective. I don't. I didn't really see anybody having egos throughout filming and doing all of this. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. No, there
1: wasn't because it was a first for everybody. You know, it it was a first for everybody. Everybody. I think came to it with like whoever thought I don't even think we came into it with as much thought of this is going to be a hit. And we didn't think it was going to be a flop. It was just to be in like, you know, that phrase you hear. I'm, I'm just happy and, and glad to be invited to the party. Excuse right. the pun. That's what that was, because it was a first for everybody. And to come in and to, you know, the conditions wasn't as great as other Hollywood uh, productions would be, you know, there was some sacrifice, there was some discomfort, but, you know, that's what happens when you're dealing with what's called a low budget, but we didn't care because it was just exciting, it was the next stage in everyone's career. As far as Tisha, AJ, Martin, ourselves, Full Force, and so many others, it was a first, it was an adventure, it was refreshing. You know, prior to that, most of us was more in the music community. I had to do a quick, get a quick lesson that what takes place in the success of records doesn't necessarily transition over into film. It's like, in a way, you pay your dues over there. So, no, no one had time for egos because nobody came with the portfolio or resume of being proven in that field. So everybody's, like, just glad to be there and whatever, whatever, you
0: know? Right. Now, I I interviewed A.J. Johnson, which was... um, Shout out to A.J. too, which was uh, an explosive interview and i asked her um a question i wanted to ask you the question as well and it's funny because you just answered it sort of the way that um she answered that the same thing um with everything just just being excited to to be a part of something and not even knowing um the impact that it was going to have on the world i wanted to ask you um how much of it was improv
1: A lot. Um, Yeah, like you said, big shout out to AJ. We were going back and forth yesterday on the (laughs) Texas because she was trying to, she wanted to know if I was in LA to, uh, if I was going to attend John's funeral and uh, big
0: up to, um, yeah, prayers to his um, family and all of them. Um, But yeah,
1: you know, she, she, all of us have have stayed in touch and um, keep quite tight when time and our schedules permit. But um, if you looked at the original script and compared it to, the movie, you might think it's two different projects. And again, kudos and wisdom to Reggie and Warrington that they wanted it to be as realistic and relatable, there's their word again, as possible. So he gave us the atmosphere and the freedom to either speak to him about, hey, can we do that differently? And it just got to a place where he says, say this in your words. This is the message. This is what we want to convey in the scene or in this part. How would?" you say it play how would you say it kid and he gave that freedom so yeah there was um a lot of us to, to do us to be ourselves you know
0: how when it came down to okay one of course um all-star cast i mean people went on to do amazing Things that become yes Yes. Back
1: then, it was like, you know, I would. Uh, well, you know, Kid and I had quite a bit of what you call it in regards to our music success and music videos. So, yeah, there was some well-knownness there. Uh, Tisha, I'm trying to think of what she might have done prior. Martin was definitely new. AJ. Uh, Yeah, she she done
0: she I think she she done um, all star
1: yeah, but at the time I don't think that was a descriptive at the uh, release or the uh, premiere of it, but yeah,
0: that's crazy though when you when you look at the things that they have accomplished um, and where they are now to look back at that when it came down to um, House Party two. A lot of things kind of changed a little bit. How much input did did you guys have on um who who was coming back or the change up with the script, um or whatever? Because I asked AJ about that and um, you know, she she had she had some feelings towards it or whatever, and I wanna ask you, um, how much input did you guys have towards well, we um had, that?
1: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We had a lot as far as wanting to be comfortable. Um and I guess we were also uh, humbled, uh, put it that way, and, and kind of surprised at the fact that you know now we're getting into a sequel. You know that's just how well the first one performed, and two did as well. And uh, being the the, the the canal, the birth canal for other works uh, later after, um, I'm trying to remember two uh, in regards to that um, interesting storyline. Uh, I think. When you're dealing with some degree of tunnel vision in regards to the fact of, okay, this is what I need for me to feel comfortable about doing this part under these circumstances, I could understand where she it was a business thing too you um some people may not know sometimes it's not even about the art of it or the material it's about the business has got to be straight and we want to be respected and dealt with accordingly right. and when you're not you know you take a stand and i salute that and respect that and back that in regards to um you know for everybody to be right and uh, the powers to be at that time i guess you know maybe that thing was their definition of what the core was or who does need to be in it and maybe others not so much i don't know but i it's in some degree it's somewhat of a blur to me but it's in regards to hollywood and the generality of it and all of that stuff that comes along with it it, it's not as um it's not as um as as fair as as one would think things should be
0: you know right with um with the transition with with transitioning um from you guys doing music and um transitioning into acting how 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 important was it for you to continue to remain in a positive space cuz I know sometimes in the entertainment business as things progress and grow as the years go on sometimes um you know it's a lot of artists that you know came out in the Disney era and all of this stuff and then as they get older they they you know maybe get shifted or you know told to go in a different path how important was it for you guys to remain Organically in a, a positive space and project nothing, project positivity.
1: Uh you're giving me way too much credit than I deserve. It wasn't at the forefront of our minds. Um, I sometimes have a, a issue, and the word issue could be too strong. I don't, I don't agree with us being positive. I don't agree with the movies necessarily being positive. I believe they were true to form. I believe they was true to a world at the time and that's why it did well i think if it was disney-like i don't know if it would have done as well i think the only reason why they choose to call it positive is when they compare it to what led afterwards in regards to what things evolved into so that i can i can understand, but. When you really watch that movie soberly and you hear the language and you deal with the subject matters, it's like, what's so positive about it? Do <laughs> my characters tell kid, yo, if she gets pregnant, that's her business. You ain't got to worry about that. I mean, what the heck is positive about that statement, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and like I said, the language and all of that, and the subject matters and issues and all of that. So, uh, I, at that time, to put that movie on a Disney Channel, I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I think I question the definition of people's definition of positive. Um, but the subject matter was true to form. I think even if memory serves me well, Reggie and Warrington had to fight for the um, the rating they wanted to give that movie. That was an issue at one time, too, where, you know, it wasn't, they weren't ready. To, I don't think it is a PG. I think it is an R or whatever. Right. So. What all of that being said is, is that um, in regards to the transition that you touched on in the beginning of your question, that was an easy one because you know we were well uh, familiar and 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 knowledgeable and 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 from music videos we did so many, so it's just a matter. really adding words. And and that's what Kid and I and and the culture in which we came from, other friends that I wish people knew and introduced to, like Romeo, like DJ Quicksilver, like Prince Charm, even Herbie, all of that. We just brought our boy antics to that. And in regards to behind the scenes, ain't nothing pure about us. I mean, you know, I was very womanizing guy and I was out there doing my thing. And you know, it's so interesting. Of course, you can be tempted to be at the age that one could be and to look at the younger generation and be quick to judge. Right. But I don't do that because I if I had the freedom and the opportunity that artists have today that we didn't have to then today, because you had F F F A A rules, you had certain things you couldn't do on the radio, certain things you couldn't do on TV. So in order to keep your job, you stayed within those confines. But if those confines was taken off like they are today, I can't honestly say at that mindset that I was in that I wouldn't be doing that stuff, too, you know. Some people, and this is not to give anybody a pass, some people look at some of the behavior as far as dancing and stuff goes. It could be a little graphic or whatever. Heck, back in those days, there was a dance called The Freak. Right. And the only thing missing in regards to having actual sex to stop that is that you had clothes on.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, <you> know <laughs> the, yeah. The, the
1: emulation and the imitation, I mean, the, the, the act of sex, it was all in that dance. you right, know. So when people right. look at tweaking and stuff like that, am I saying it's right or is it get taken too far? Yeah. But again, when you go back to the thing and you look at being honest in regards to decades before and generations before, we weren't no uh, we weren't no uh, choir boys and choir girls at all.
0: You, you know what you know what it you know what it is, uh, Mr. Martin. I, I think that in the era that we're in right now, and with all of the chaos and everything that's going on in the in the world and in the entertainment um, world and business. I think that comparing that then to now, it's nothing but positivity. And I think that's the space that I'm kind of coming from. Well,
1: that's what I said. That I can agree with when you compare. Yeah. But let's compare our era to our parents' era. You're right. Come on now. You're right. You're right. You're right. (laughs) If we're going to be honest with you. But I get it when you do that. But if you're just looking at pure right
0: and wrong, no, there's no angels, you know. Yeah, and, and, yeah, because you're what right. Done.
1: What there was more of, I'll, I'll give it this: there was more discretion then. Yeah. Than it is now. Yeah. Like discretion definitely lacks now. Certain reverence and respect definitely then lo- lo- back then, if you cursed and did what you did, at least you try you hid it from your elders, right? You know. Well, now. You know, elders can be scared to be on a public bus and to turn around or public transportation and, and correct or discipline a, a a child when they curse. You don't do that now for fear of that kid
0: ain't no telling what they might do to you. You know, right. curse you out, embarrass you. Right. Or physically do something
1: to you. It could get just that out of hand real quick, which right. is unfortunate. You know.
0: You know, I I I wanna ask you one more thing, uh, before we shift shift gears a little bit. Um that scene, which I absolutely love, this part in the movie, man. Remember the part in the record store when Full Force came in with their mom and um and two house <laughs> party two, and she was like, uh, you know, they got their demos and 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 you know they auditioned for you and all that stuff or whatever. Was that written or like like their verses that they were spitting like or or they was probably just not. like just off the cuff with it probably
1: not one thing that uh, full force was good at, especially Lou, was improv improvisation, so probably not if I had to put money on it I'd, I'd say probably it was it was them you
0: know yeah, right, right. I just thought that that was I just thought that that was hilarious the way that y'all y'all played that right now um man it's just crazy um i wanna ask you at what point because like you've man you've 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 seen a lot change in this entertainment business you've been in this entertainment business for quite some time now you know you definitely have o g status and um you've seen the transitions and everything happen i wanna know like. What what is what is your perspective on the atmosphere of enter, uh, entertainment, from music to film, right now?
1: I don't know much about it. When I do surface every once in a while, it's like I feel like I'm Rip Van Winkle. Like you know, I've I've slept and missed a lot of stuff, which I'm very unapologetic about, because I do what I do for my therapeutic ways to achieve what I need to achieve and want to achieve artistically. Uh, when I stick my head up, um, in some cases I'm very disappointed in regards to what people are doing or choose to do with the influence or the or the position and stuff they have. And then there's some, like even... Uh, the day before yesterday, I watched the Billboard Music Awards, and I was very, um, for the most part, impressed and, and entertained. I thought it was it was pretty cool, and and all is not lost um, from A to Z. But in some cases, looking at what is, like, I was a, a friend of mine, Ron Lawrence, who, like I said, is responsible for a lot of Bad Boys hits with um, Biggie, and uh, even with LL and J Lo, and all of them. And Faith Evans and them, and we talk um, in, in depth about th- these things. And I say one of the things that I realized that I had to come to terms with—not that it, it all applies to me—is that back then, when you wanted to be in the business, it was about making a record and getting your record played on radio, or right. uh, anybody's radio station. But and then from there, hopefully, it will flourish into what you desire. But now, the behavior of the, um, ignore the beep, somebody's trying to call in, Uh, looking at the behavior of what takes place on what they call these reality shows, um, I realize, okay, this is what it actually is or what artists believe you have to do to,
0: to make it or to get put on. Why is that? See what those
1: particular examples would be to fuel that, which is the success of Cardi B and maybe even uh, what okay, K Michelle, yeah. things of that nature. But those are the exceptions to the rules, and I just think it's really, oh, what's a good word for it? Kind of frightening that when you're going to put yourself out there, out there like that to keep your storyline exciting and relevant. The price you probably will pay for that because there is consequences in regards to your legacy and you know what will stick to you for a long time. Um, I come from an era where in music and in imagery and optics, music, the, the appearance or the existence of love was very much alive. I don't see that now, and I think that's sad. I think the behavior of people... And even what's even more frightening is seeing the impression that it gives on an undeveloped mind. Oh, if I do this, you'll get that. And the excuse is the end justifies the means. So I have some, some concerns about that and some degrees, some issues and stuff about that. But what's more important for me in regards to, if anybody cares, just for me, is to get it. Because as it says in the word, in all of getting, get understanding. I understand. Right. You know, and again, let me go back to saying if that was me and and now I can't say I wouldn't be doing it, right. but it doesn't make it right. So it just concerns me to see what it's come to in regards to what one thinks needs to be done in order to acquire or achieve this thing we think is called success.
0: You know? Right. Brand news. Let's 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 talk about that. I think that um what you what you've created i think that is necessary and i think that it's absolutely amazing what inspired you to to want to to get into that field because i know you have um uh, you're the CEO of HP4 Digital um which is a post production uh, multimedia company for film digital media and theater what 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 made you um want to create Brand News
1: well The HP4 Digital Works and Solutions, that's what it used to be, is no longer existing. That has turned into Playground Solutions. Same mission in regards to, you know, what I think is before you that you were about to read or read in part there. The thing is, is that I find for me to travel as much as I have and still do and meet who I meet, people can be so fascinated with what, I've done publicly but when I purposely navigate the conversation to talk about what that person is doing I hear incredible stories that I feel shadows my situation big time. So I felt divinely led to take my my soapbox or my position to be able to once I may draw someone into me I can divert that attention to people that I feel is equally or usually more newsworthy than me. So taking that podium that's the word I was trying to remember and using it to deflect to some people that I feel is newsworthy. And that's why one of our statements that accompanies the the, the brand news in life is story, information and news about individuals and event difference around the world and even up the street. Because, yeah, you could be fascinated about what you hear over in Paris and England and whatever. And those are newsworthy, too. But did you know homeboy, homegirl, or
0: Mrs. So-and-so or Mrs. So up the street is doing this and you never knew it? Right, doing right. doing it to be a
1: blessing right. in your life or inspirational or encouraging. So you know in our uh, group meeting uh, conference call that we had uh, a couple of days ago we have it every wednesday a uh, big shout out to Savina Billups uh, Isaac Morton and uh, Morgan and um, many others Victoria Miles and Patrice Rush and all of those who are a blessing to the to the to the network uh, my dude Jay Sweet uh, said something really interesting after I spoke about emphasizing what we're about we look at entertainment or news and stuff as though it's food and you have your junk food and you have your nutritionist food. All of those foods do have a place in moderation. But when we looked at where we're at in this, we're like, you know what? And like I said, Jay Sweet had brought it up. One of the uh, filmmaker producers of our stories was saying that, oh, we're like the the vegetable and fruit on
0: the plate. And I'm like, yeah, we are. It's not (laughs) like the first thing you go for on the plate but
1: either your parents are going to make you eat your vegetables or you, you're going to have some fruit, which is good for your body. Right. So we're not trying to replace other so-called or actual news organizations. We just want to have it be considered and, and, and in addition to your news and information and entertainment, information diet. So that's what it's about because there's a lot of extraordinary people out there doing some really, really amazing things and we're really i'm really excited that i have the opportunity and the platform and the positioning and stuff to be able to present that and feel like my life has a purpose you know in addition to other things
0: man i, I love that i love the way that that you you um you worded that and i just i, I think that is 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 necessary and that's that's kind of what my platform is 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 projecting i want to project that because like you said you know it's a lot of amazing people out there that's not being acknowledged or don't really have a light mm-hmm. shined on them that's doing some amazing things in the communities um doing amazing things in the world period and right. I think and 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 I want to shine light on those people because they may not they, ne- they may never get to the breakfast club they may never get to Vlad they may never get to any of these other platforms but I want to Find these people, right? And and I wanna I wanna put these people out there, and I, I like to highlight people that that's my favorites that I love, like yourself and and others that I've had on the on um been blessed to have on my platform. I think that it's important because you guys have really pushed the culture forward. You have opened up so many doors for so many different people in the entertainment business. You have changed lives, touched lives, you know, whether, whether, you know, I, I know you, you are, you are in a humble space in your life, but at the end of the day, we can't never erase away the history and, and, and things that you guys have done and accomplished in the joy that you have brought in so many different people's lives and I want to highlight that type of stuff because you guys will never die as long as I'm alive.
1: I appreciate that and uh I commend you in regards to your uh successful efforts as well.
0: Thank you so much. That, that really means a lot. Um I I, I want to um I want to also ask you to um how how has the tour been? you know with reuniting with with so many different um iconic legends you know as well as you guys um how how has that experience been for you
1: um it's work um I wish people, well, you know, I don't know if I wish people, but it'd just be great if people just know that it is a, it is a job, you know what I'm saying, especially as you get older and even in your in your youth, you know, it can be when you're burning the candle at both ends. It can be you know, challenging, but the payoff and the gratification comes from what you bring to um to the venue, to the party, to the event or whatever. Um we've been uh, several years with this. I love the '90s with our sister Salt and Pepper, and many other great friends and, and artists and stuff. And it's like, it's everybody's humble. There was a time when you're first starting out and you're at the peak, another level of peak and season, and you think in the earlier days where there's some degree of ego right but it's 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 respectable you know it's very you know you, you've you heard some stories but it's not wasn't always like that that was like those exceptions to the rules or, or rare things even in regards to that unfortunate stuff with Biggie and and Pac that wasn't the norm that was happened the way it happened but with all that being said is is like now it's um it's exciting so when we First started this I love the '90s tour. It was only supposed to be, I think, at the most a week or two. Really, you know, and it ended up turning into over three years. So, never in all it's a joke that I, I say and, and kid and I say it, It's like you know, house party and our music careers is the gift that just keeps on giving because it just never stops. Right. And like now, as uh, we we've been on a break after because we uh, also made history with being a part of the first hip-hop residency in Vegas. and
0: Wow, congratulations. And, um,
1: that was us, and um, uh, the girls again, and uh, Mark McGrath, and In Vogue, and All For One, and Rob Bass, and who else is missing? A couple of others. But you know, that was quite a an a, a experience in Stanton. Now, in a, a couple of weeks, or two or three weeks, we, we're out with uh, Hammer. Um, so wow. well, who knows how long that's going to be, you know, and those dates are, are are much already. I have to work up the courage to look at the calendar. <laughs> but um, it's a uh, it's a blessing. It, it, it's exciting and it's humbling, and we're taking nothing for granted. And we're m- mature now. You know, we pace ourselves, but at the same time, it's just it's just great. It's 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 really no words to adequately nail what it's like. But it's it's truly awesome. And it's uh but at the same time for the sake of wise use of one's energy fuel body, and all this stuff, it is a job you know it's always right. been a job, you know it's a job as well, you know it's just a good job if that's what you were meant to do, it's a good job, you know
0: right um man you know what i i I just it's just it's just amazing and it just goes to show you that um anything is possible and you got to forgive me man because like i said you know to go from watching somebody on tv um listening to their music trying to embody everything the dance moves the style dressing the haircuts the whole nine to actually interviewing one of your favorites you just You just gotta excuse me, man. Like it, it it really, it really, really is a touching situation, and it just goes to show that um, prayers do come true.
1: Well, I know the feeling. You know, it's interesting. I have a a a series that I'll be introducing really, really soon in conjunction with Full Sail University, myself, and uh, one of the music greats that's responsible for the true classic songs from the OJ's to. Patty Labelle, the, the list goes on. Philly International. Uh, uh, my partner is Gamble, Kenny Gamble of Gamble and Huff. So we've produced this uh, series called "The Architects of Hip Hop," and our first guest is, um, you know, it's me. I don't call it a talk show because it's a, it's about a live student audience eavesdropping, mm-hmm. being with mm-hmm. us as I have these conversations with friends and icons and pioneers and architects and hip hop and our first guest is Big Daddy Kane. Wow. The surprise guest is Grandmaster Cass and I have um um on location interviews with Remy Ma, Fat Joe, TI, Nelly, uh, Ice Cube, all of them all speaking about whatever guest did I have with me on in the studio. And um as long as I've known Kane and we're friends there are times with a lot of these people that I have these out-of-body experiences where I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm sitting here talking. (laughs) Wow. And I'll say that to him out loud, and he tells me to shut up and shoots me a punch or whatever. (laughs) Because, you know, it's like I'm just letting them know with all of these people, like, I don't know how familiar you are with Suzanne DePass. You know, that was Barry Gordy's right hand person wow. that helped discover the Jackson Five in him. She's a friend. Yeah. I'll never forget one time not too long ago, we're all out for lunch and we're sitting at the table and she says to me, now, like I said, this is Barry Gordy's right hand person. I don't even know how far Motown would have been without her. And then to go on and for her to be responsible for bringing back the Apollo and other, uh, like, uh, that, uh, that uh, what do you call it, the Jacksons, the American Family.
0: Yeah, that, that was the that's dope, yeah. That Great things. But we're out to lunch one day,
1: and she's sitting to my right, and she says, play, can you pass me a menu? And all of a sudden, it hit my head right then. And there the day I says, Suzanne DePass just said my name and asked me, to pass her a <laughs> wow.
0: Now I've known her
1: for years. We yeah. are friends. Yeah. But it just, those out-of-body experience moments lets me re- realize not to take this for granted. Right. And it's with so many people. I mean, we've been great friends with Michael Jordan and like not too long ago with Mike Tyson being with him. All these people, I have these moments where I'm like, and I don't mean to name drop. I'm just trying to share with you that I'm always going to be. The best thing about being player is I can get a great seat well, even like if I'm on that toy, in that show, yeah. I want to get my part of the performance over with. Yeah. The only thing with a group that I've loved, I can get a great seat in the house. Absolutely. I'm appreciative of, with, um, disposition so you deserve it you know i know exactly how you feel and i never once go oh of course i'm play i'm supposed to you know of course this is my friend they ought to be glad to be my friend nothing like that at all i I don't like the word fan because we should only be a fan of one person and that's jesus christ but i i'm a big admirer of where where admiration needs to be
0: Mr. Martin, man, I just, i you know what, I prayed about this, and I knew that this was going to be a great interview, and I knew that 60 Minutes wasn't going to be enough. I knew this, and I was talking to Isaac last night, and I, I was telling him, I'm like, I'm telling you, I i, I know that this is going to be great, and it's not going to be enough. What I want to do, I always ask my guests before we get out of here, if if you had an opportunity to speak to a room full of inspired people that was looking for information, direction, and some encouragement, and you had that opportunity to speak to them right now, what what would you say to them?
1: Well a couple of things come to mind, but I guess the most important thing is do your homework. You know, make sure whatever you claim or say or feel that you want to do or supposed to be doing Try and be honest with yourself in regards to, are you doing it for the right reason? Is this really you? And there's only one person that could help you come to that answer and that conclusion, who is my manager, my agent, my lawyer, and my accountant, and that's Jesus Christ. It took me a, what felt like a long time for me to finally discover that, which my actual passion is cinematography and, and production. Um, but there was a journey and sometimes you have to go through the process of elimination to get some things out of your system to get to that point. So I just say it and wrap it up by just saying do your homework, do your research, do what needs to happen to find out who you really are and what you're doing and why are you doing it. And with that, like, you know, you could be so in love and so, into what you're actually supposed to be doing, you'd be willing to do it for free. Now, I'm not advising anyone do your thing for free. you've got to earn a living, but that's the kind of passion and and feeling you have for it. It's like, I'm willing to do this for free if I had that's how much I know I'm meant to do this. I love it. And what I'll say is this: one of the ways you can find out if what what you're supposed to be doing is when you see somebody else doing it. Right. Something will stir up in you. It won't be jealousy. It won't be, oh, I can do that better than them. But when it, when, when someone is before you, doing something and it's stirring up something in you, and it's, it's drawing you in, or however you want to put it, that's usually an indication. Like I said, it's not jealousy. It's not, I can do it better than them. None of that. And the, I'll just- same note you touched and you'll feel a vibration and that's the resonating between the two and that's that spirit between you and that person who's doing that up on stage or whatever like i said i can't emphasize this enough you're not jealous of them and you're not condemning them or judging them or critiquing them it's a special thing you're feeling that makes you feel oh i'm supposed to do that that's what i i feel led to do wow and i want to say in closing that if anybody wants to know more i know you know there wasn't enough time as you stated It's very simply christophermartin.tv and you can be able to see the projects i'm working on and as far as brand news in life you can go to brandnews.com b r a n d n e w z as in zebra.com so it's either brandnews.com or christophermartin.tv
0: and anything you want to um, say to your to your fans, new fans, existing fans, um, let's get that out. Just said it. <laughs>
1: just said it.
0: Play, man, I just want to thank you again so much, man. You got to come back on the platform to promote whatever you want to promote. It does not matter. Anytime you want to come back, Come back, man, please. And and let's just get this information out there. I wish you nothing but blessings and more success in your career. And again, thank you so much for uh, gracing the platform again, man, with, with your kingship. Well, thank you. And I
1: received that in Philippians 1-6 unto you and your audience. And uh, God bless you all greatly and have an awesome
0: weekend. It's the Vibe Show Podcast with your boy Cano the Don, the Vibe King, and my special guest, Mr. Christopher Play, Martin, we out. Peace.